For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Carrie Liang. You're listening to Daybreak. Last week, we sat down with leaders from Princeton Pride Alliance to discuss its history as well as advocacy on campus. It's Friday, April 15th. April is Campus Pride Month, where students gather to celebrate all gender identities and sexual orientations. For The Daily Princetonian's queerness issue, we spoke with one of the university's key LGBTQIA groups, Pride Alliance. Pride Alliance is run by students for students. Their mission is to promote acceptance and understanding through organizing safe social spaces and events for the student body. Associate podcast editor Eden Tashoma sat down with its leaders, Max Jacobson, class of 24, and Chris Grant, class of 24, to find out more. Could you both introduce yourselves with your names, pronouns, your class year, and what you major in here? All right. Hi, my name is Max Diallo Jacobson. My pronouns are he, him, and I am in the class of 2024. I am concentrating in history with certificates in visual arts and African studies. Lovely. I'm Crystal H. Grant. I just go by Chris. I'm in the class of 2024. I'm an African-American studies major. I use they, she pronouns or really any pronouns is like fine with me. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Can you each take a bit of time to talk about the history of the Pride Alliance, when it was founded, and how do its beginnings look different from the group's goals and makeup now? I can start with that. So the Pride Alliance has actually existed on Princeton's campus for a really, really long time. Uh, It's been here in various different forms with different names, but -hmm. really was uh, created at this institution in response to um, the difficult experiences of queer and trans students. Mm -hmm. And in response to that, the organization was created uh, multiple decades ago with lots of alumni now who still feel connected to the Pride Alliance. And sort of how we fit into it is that uh, right before the pandemic, sort of like in 2019, things started changing with the Pride Alliance. It started not being as active, perhaps, and that added on to the fact that the pandemic Mm -hmm. uh, really took a toll on it with online and virtual learning. Mm -hmm. Um, So by the time we came onto campus in the spring of last year, or in 2020 in general, mm-hmm. um, the Pride Alliance was pretty much inactive entirely. And so we definitely felt like there was a need for an organization like the Pride Alliance to exist on our campus, one that was centered around advocacy and really fighting for and ensuring that queer and trans students on this campus were affirmed and represented and had the resources that they needed. And so in the spring of last year, we sort of started doing the logistical and administrative aspects of, you know, reactivating a club on this campus. So we went to Otis, started asking them questions about what reactivating the Pride Alliance would look like. They were very helpful in getting us sorted out on that very quickly. And it's in that role that Chris and I took on the positions of leaders of the Pride Alliance. Mm and started working over the summer of last year and having a lot of conversations with our community members as well as alumni to really see what the Pride Lines would look like when we would reactivate it and bring it back to campus. Then in the fall of last year, that's sort of when we hit it off. We reactivated the Pride Alliance, mm-hmm. started working again and bringing in members and having events and really making our stamp on this campus very clear and obvious. Yeah. And that's where we're at now. Over the summer before, when we had, you know, technically 
reactivated the Pride Alliance, but yeah. really we're thinking of if we were to bring it back, how would we bring it back and mm -hmm. what type of space do we want this to fill on campus? We yeah. had a lots of meetings, right, with our yeah. community members, a lot of Zoom calls when yeah. we were all across the world. Yeah, you were in... I was in Sweden at yeah. the time last summer. I was in New York. You were in New York. We had community members from all across the world and all across the U.S. just logging onto that Zoom call and brainstorming what we wanted the pilot lines to look like. Yeah. And what emerged was that we didn't want just an organization that would hold events, right? Like, sure, events are really important and that is something yeah. that the pilot lines does hold. But yeah. what really emerged during that summer was that students wanted an organization or a group of people that they could come to when they needed support mm -hmm. and a group that we could rally around and organize within. We are not just an organization that holds events. We're an organization that fights for the queer and trans community yeah. at this university and yeah. beyond. Could you talk about the Pride Alliance's approach to advocacy and what it looks like now? A huge thing that like Max and I, like especially as black queer people, you know, I think like the approach that we came into this with and the approach our community really wanted is like one that was very focused on grassroots organizing, such as like that done by black and brown trans women. That's how Pride started, you know, like mm -hmm. Pride was a protest and it was led by black and brown trans women. And so we really wanted the Pride lines to be mirrored off of that. And yeah, I think like right now, I think we agreed on values that our community share. And a lot of those are being anti-capitalist, being anti-imperialist, being uh, abolition centered, you know, being centered on transnational liberation. And I think these are really central to our community and these are values that we all agree on. So I think that's... That's really powerful. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think the name of the Pride Alliance really captures that, right? We understand that the queer and trans community, the LGBTQ plus community in general is a huge diverse community. And we're not here hoping to create a united community where we standardize everyone's experiences. Yeah. That is not the case. Instead, what we are is we're an alliance. We're in a group of allied people who all are facing similar struggles, but also acknowledging that we have very different backgrounds and experiences. And together when we're aligned, and working together, we're able to fight against the larger issues we're dealing with at this institution and in the world globally. And then kind of shifting gears towards like this university, what are your thoughts on the university's approach to support career students <laughs> such as um, establishing source like the GSRC? I think I can pick up on the first part of that question, which is, for example, the Gender and Sexuality Resource mm -hmm. Center, uh, which we work very closely with. Um, the Gender and Sexuality Resource Center has been a huge support this entire time in our process of bringing the Pride Alliance back to campus and in any aspect of our work, they have been really supportive, both in yeah. organizing events, but also in giving guidance, right? Yeah. The staff that works Very at the GSRC true. have a lot of experience. All of them are part of the queer and trans community and are there to support us in any way we've needed. I think what is really important, though, about the distinction between the GSRC and the Pride Alliance, although we have very strong bonds, mm -hmm. is the fact that the GSRC is part of the university, right? Yeah. Whereas we are able and have more freedom as an organization that is made of students mm -hmm. to really be more explicit about what we want on this campus and be more clear about the issues we are raising. But beyond that, beyond the Gender and Sexuality Resource Center, yeah. there are a lot of other campus partners that perhaps aren't as supportive to supporting queer and trans students on campus. And that's why we, in the fall, made it very clear when we issued our demands yeah. and shared those with the university, with the Princeton community, presenting the issues that queer and trans students face on this campus. And I really find that very important with the Pride Alliance is mm -hmm. that we not only are clear in our values, we're also clear in communicating what our demands are 
and those are very openly circulated on our social media platforms, even in the Daily Princetonian. It's very important to us that the university knows where their flaws are, because I think oftentimes an institution like Princeton and the various campus partners within the institution can pretend like they aren't fixing an issue because they aren't aware of it. Well, we've made them aware of their issues yeah. and made that very clear. So in order for like the advocacy that the Pride Alliance is trying to go for to happen, people like need to know about it. Different teams on campus have to like work together to reach those goals. So mm. can you speak to the way that um, the social or comms teams and the advocacy team work together to further the Pride Alliance's goals here on campus? Yeah, and I think it's important that you mentioned that, that we have some teams within the Pride Alliance but all of them merge all the time yeah. and, and work together and collaborate. Because like you mentioned, we can be advocating for things, but if people aren't aware of what we're mm. working on, are we really fulfilling our job? And I think there are two things that are important there. I think it's on the one hand, we think a lot about how we are communicating and have access to mm. the queer and trans community itself. And so that's something that has been really mm. important for the Pride Alliance, which is making sure we have avenues for communication, like a listserv, like group chats, like a social media page, yeah. where we're able to communicate to the groups we're serving on the resources that are available for them, the events that are available for them, and that sort. And to add yeah. to that, we're also not only thinking about just our community, we're thinking about mm -hmm. the larger Princeton community and how we make our issues and our demands and our presence visible to that community too. Mm. And so very recently we brought back to campus this old tradition of the Pride Alliance, which is staping the Frist Campus mm. Center stairs. And that is something that the Pride Alliance has done multiple times in the past. And that has an important history on this campus because mm. it's something that has received a lot of pushback in the past. Yeah. It was very important for us to not only bring it back, but also bring it back with the new values of the Pride Alliance. This mm. year, if you notice on the Frist campus stairs, we don't just have the Pride flag, we have the mm. new Progress flag, uh, which includes multiple lines for black and brown and the trans flag, mm -hmm. representing that black and brown trans women <laughs> of color were at the forefront of the Pride movement. So hopefully that summarized the fact that we're both focusing on, you yeah. know, communicating and, and supporting our tight community, but also making sure the larger Princeton community is aware of the work we're doing. Yeah, like I think a key way that we like do both of those things is also like partnering with other groups. And I think that is, we will be partnering with Spare, for example. And Spare is, I just think about it as the person abolition group, which I very much like believe in like quite strongly. And we'll also be partnering with PCP, which is Princeton Commission yeah. Palestine. And those things are really important to us. And we'll also be partnering with the MSA. So thinking about queer Muslims on this campus, you know, that's really like that's that's vital to us, you know, to like make sure that like we have all these connections across campus. And I actually texted Max this today, to which I did not receive a response. But I was like, damn, we have almost 300 people in this group chat right now. And that was like, that made me very emotional, honestly. I was like, damn, the gays are here. I was very happy. I think in our experience with the Pride Alliance, every single time I have just been met with so much support from within the community. Yeah. And in particular, I think it is because there's such a demand in the community, right? Like when we launched, we had this idea that Chris and I just discussed of like, what if we just had a group me for all <laughs> queer trans students on campus? Like, wouldn't yeah. that just be... Really cool. With a snowflake. I don't even know how the <laughs> fuck we thought about the snowflake. Right. But, but we did. 
Well, for example, like the informal logo for yeah. the Pride Alliance is obviously we have our official logo, but our informal sort of icon is the snowflake. Uh, which was just something that the two of us were yeah. creating the group chat and choosing out of the icons. But also we now feel is very crucial to the history of the Pride Alliance yeah. because not only is it part of us reviving it, yeah. but also I think a snowflake, I don't know much about the science of it all, <laughs> but it's sort of like constellation of yeah. a lot of different things and it's really beautiful. And I yeah. think that's sort of what we're hoping that the Pride Alliance is able to nurture on this campus, a constellation of people from various backgrounds, uh, various identities, various experiences that just come together to build something really beautiful. You already started to tell us a bit about the Pride Alliance's future. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you could bring us a little bit into the fold. So like what initiatives are the Pride Alliance currently working on? Well, I think this um, comes at a really great time because April at Princeton yeah. is Princeton Pride Month. And so that has been a big focus for us because I think Pride Month in general is an important mm -hmm. time to really celebrate the queer and trans community, but also use that time to make our experiences more visible. And so Pride Month has been a really big thing for the Pride Alliance. We have lots of event, like mm. one or two events happening every single week. Yeah. And in the meantime, while we're hosting these events, we're also doing a lot of great work behind the scenes. So I think an important thing to look forward to is big changes in housing yeah. that will be happening. This past semester, the Pride Alliance has been working tirelessly in yeah. meetings with uh, housing at Princeton and with the Gender and Sexuality Resource Center to yeah. reframe the language that housing uses against gender-affirming housing for queer and trans students. And so that's something to look forward to and that we will keep applying pressure on to make mm -hmm. sure that that is adequate and yeah. always improving. I think in terms of events, we have <laughs> obviously really cool events happening this Pride Month, including our probably our biggest event of the month, which yeah. is the Pride Alliance Drag Show and Fundraiser, which will be happening on April 23rd uh, with some iconic drag race winners who will be performing as it's well as... It's actually really crazy. Yeah. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's so fucking, ah, oh, damn. Yeah. And with organizing events like this, I am just, like I said earlier, constantly amazed by how our community just rallies around these things. Mm -hmm. And it just shows that there is a need for yeah. an organization like the Pride Alliance on campus. And we cannot let there be a period where the Pride Alliance is not active like it is right now. We cannot yeah. let that happen again because the queer and trans community on this campus still needs yeah. an organization that fights for them like the Pride Alliance does. And so we will keep fighting and we will keep growing. We see it constantly that the queer and trans community on campus is one of the largest communities and yeah. growing on this campus in terms of numbers as the world is changing and as people are feeling more comfortable in their identities. And we want to be here to support those incoming students who uh, have those identities and those experiences and making sure mm -hmm. that Princeton is a space where they can survive. Yeah. Because for a lot of queer and trans students on this campus, that is not the case right now mm -hmm. and hasn't been the case for a long time. And I think just to like hop off of Max's point, you know, I think that like the Pride Alliance is mostly a project space. A lot of our organizers are very dedicated to their own projects and we all like work in very small groups on things that we're like very passionate about. So I think, for example, some of our organizers, specifically Anna Sotomayor, who's amazing, and also Paul-Louis Biondi and also Malika Singh. Yeah, Malika has been really doing their shit. Yeah. They've been really compiling this resources document for trans and queer students on this campus who, you know, like if they need resources, they can like turn to this and they can get the support that they need because 
shit gets hard like real quick on this campus and i think also like our partnership with share is something that i think it's something that we're going to be revealing in the fall i really hope that it comes to what's the word fruition mm-hmm. over the summer <laughs> i wasn't sure if that was the word and i think also like pride month organizing so thinking about like partnering with spare and with pcp and with the msa those are really important to us and housing accommodations especially has been like we've been very like dedicated to that for the past couple of months and i'm very like i'm i'm so thrilled about it i remember like even when we were talking about the drag show like i think the way they approached that like they were so like i think they pushed it together like overnight and i was just like our community is like like we're so dedicated to each other you know and i'm like Sometimes I get like really emotional because I'm like, we have this here. Like we talk a lot about the future. Like a lot of what we want in the future is right here already. Mm. We're building alternative worlds right here. I'm so grateful for a community here. Like I'm so, so grateful. Just to end with like a really broad question, but one I think is important. What does the Pride Alliance mean to you? The Pride Alliance means so much to me because I came in the spring of last year and I at the time had thought that I had everything figured out about my queer identity. Mm. Um, and I came to Same. this camp <laughs> and I came to this campus and, and I met so many cool people and mm. all of us felt like a little, I think, disappointed by what was here for us. Mm. I, but I think that's an experience that a lot of class of 2024 felt and other classes as well coming to campus during the pandemic and, mm. and, and just feeling like this is not the college experience I was looking forward to or expecting. And so I, I took the lead then of, you know, trying to see what there could be as a, as a support system, as an organization that could support and, and create community for, and nurture community for the queer and trans community. And that's sort of how the Pride Alliance emerged. And I connected with Chris, and Chris is actually one of the first people I ever met at Princeton. And, yeah, we were, um, mm, we were first friends. Yeah, and, and I approached Chris and I was like, Chris, you know, this is a big ask, but how would you feel about being involved in this Re- yeah. reactivation of the Pride Alliance and you were immediately so excited yeah. and ready to go and we started working together over the summer and yeah. I think the Pride Alliance is sort of the culmination of our friendship right like and yeah. um, because it perfectly captures the values we hold and that our community holds and <laughs> you know it, it's so beautiful because Chris and I are living together next year. I was just year. gonna say that! <laughs> Like, Are we gonna have a cat? We're gonna have a cat together too. We're <laughs> two perfect lesbians. I oh. <laughs> like. I I just think it's iconic. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, and I, and I just feel like it feels magical how the Pride Alliance has been able to grow on this campus, has been mm. able to flourish. How the trans and queer community on this campus has grown so united over the mm. past year because of the work of the Pride Alliance and because of the work of all the community members. And that because of that, it just feels so, so important, especially in this time in the world where not only are we in a pandemic, we are dealing with huge changes in, in the prospects of trans and queer people all across the world with mm-hmm. legislation that is impacting everyone mm-hmm. that is being passed and harming trans and queer people youth and adults and and everyone. And I think it's really important to have something like the Pride Lines here at this time for our community as we are here for this time and as we move forward into the rest of our lives. I agree. I think that was like really gorgeous. I think like, like I was like thinking a lot while you were speaking and I think like, I think a lot of what you said about our friendship, I think that was the first thing that came Mm. to my head. I think that, I think the Pride Alliance is really where we became like really close friends. Mm -hmm. And I think 
we learn to love each other a lot through the Pride Alliance and I really, really like like or friendship means like everything to me. I think we we love each other. For, like I think I'm getting emotional because I'm like damn. Like I I like never reflected on this. Like what like. What like it means for or friendship. You know like we, like we are living together next semester and I think, I don't like we're very different people. You know like Max and I are very different people. Sometimes there can be like. Sometimes there's like some tension and values, and I think we like we always find a way to like make it work, and we we learn a lot from each other. You know, Max is a lot more practical than I am. Max is very like on top of shit, like sending emails. Max just like does the damn thing, and I think I'm like a lot more like I'm just always like floating around. I'm kind of like in my head a lot. Yeah, so Max really like keeps me grounded and like keeps me thinking about like very practical things, which I think is necessary for the pride lines to exist too. Like. Yeah, and I think also, like, you know, for me, like, the Pride Alliance is the reason, like, I decided to, like, like, I'm finally going home for the first time in four years, and I, mm-hmm. like, that clashes a lot with, because I'm from Jamaica, and Jamaica has been a very, like, difficult place for me in terms of my queerness. I left because I'm queer, and I've been living in exile in New York since then, and I, I finally decided to end that exile, I guess. <laughs> Max and I are going to Kenya together this summer, as besties do, and then I'll be going home to Jamaica, and I... Like, it's not, like, a coincidence that mm-hmm. this is happening at the same time that, like, the Pride Lens is becoming, like, a lot more integral to my life. And I really, like, appreciate the Pride Lens for, like, giving me the space to, like, do that. I think the Pride Lens is also where I learned a lot about, like, being an organizer, you know? Like, it's where I realized that I wanted to be an organizer because I think I was, I was very involved with the Prince for a very long time. <laughs> and my frustrations grew and grew and grew and grew and grew and... You know, they kept growing, and I think, like, eventually I was, like, I need something that, like, I can actively shape, and that, like, something that my ancestors would be proud of me doing, and I think I really, like, reoriented myself a lot this past spring, especially, because in the fall, Max and I would have a lot of conversations about... You know, I, I was also, I was always on the fence. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, Max. Like, I don't know if I'm, like, equipped to do this. Like, I don't, like... Now I'm like, I feel like I've I've stepped into like a role as like the co-leader of the Pride Alliance alongside Max. And I think a lot of that is because I've like realized that like, I do want to be an organizer, you know, and I think organizing is necessary for our collective liberation. And I'm very dedicated to that. Thank you to Max and Chris for joining us for our queerness issue. If you are interested in finding out more about Pride Alliance, you can email them at pride at princeton.edu. For more resources, you can also visit the Gender Sexuality Resource Centre. That's all for Daybreak today. Today's episode was written by Hope Perry, Eden Tashoma and me, sound engineered by me and produced under the 146th Managing Board of The Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, class of 2022. For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Carrie Liang. Have a prideful day.